Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. We're focusing on game shows for the very first time this week as we put Off the Wall up against To Me To You, starring the Chuckle Brothers. Hello! And we take a special look at the game show that had just about everything the Krypton Factor. Producer Paul and I are still in different locations, but as ever, we're here to still bring you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. So, let's get started. Joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hello. Hello. (laughs) You know what, I never realised how northern they were. (laughs) Pretty northern, yeah. Like, they are northern AF. Never realised that, I mean, obviously... They had uh, a strong regional accent, but it's like it's so it's it stood out for me. Yeah, really, really stood out. Uh, one of my um, mates at school, he actually lived next door to me growing up, and his dad looked and sounded exactly like Barry. Yeah, like do you know, was he from of... Rotherham as well? He was from uh, Newcastle. So it was up from up north. Well, it's different, isn't it? They've got a different accent. So yeah, he wouldn't sound the same, would he? No, he wouldn't. Didn't sound exactly the same. He had, he had the wispy hair and everything. Honestly, it's like I can't believe he's not with us. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. It's one of those like kind of childhood icons. I mean, I think everyone knew about the Chuckle Brothers. Growing yeah, up, right? absolutely. I mean, if you from this country. Obviously, if you're uh, from the United States, you probably don't have uh, any idea who they are. But you might get a little idea when we talk about these shows. But uh, we're going to start with the special, and that's the Krypton Factor. So we're going all the way back to September 1977. And some of the things happening in the world. Atari releases its computer video computer system in North America. The Petrozavodosk phenomenon, which was a series of celestial events of a disputed nature, is observed in the Soviet Union and some Northern European countries. Interpol issues a resolution against the copyright infringement of videotapes and other material, which is still cited in warnings on opening pre-credits of video cassettes and DVDs. The Haunting of Julia was in the cinemas. And Billy Joel released his fifth and probably his most famous studio album, The Stranger, which went 10 times platinum. This is a a cracking album with so many recognisable hits that even you, will, I'm sure, would have heard of. So obviously, seeing so many Italian restaurants, which Billy Joel said was one of his favourites, was in this. Vienna, probably one of my favourite all-time favourite Billy Joel songs. Always, She's Always a Woman. I think it was one of my downloaded songs. Oh, is it? Okay, see, you do know. Only the Good Die Young as well. That's another one of the uh, big tracks. Just the Way You Are. Uh, the Stranger itself. A nice little whistle intro. 
it's a, it's a great album and one that even you know, which is uh, always uh, a pleasing thing. So yeah, now we're going on to The Krypton Factor. So this was a British game show produced by Granada Television and was shown on ITV. And it was hosted by Gordon Burns, who amazingly, throughout the run, he was there and it looked like he did not age. He looked exactly the same as he did in 77, as he did in 95 when they uh, finally packed it in, which was uh, incredible. So the aim of the show was you get contestants from across the United Kingdom and Ireland and they will compete in a series of rounds that tested their physical stamina and mental attributes. The title of the show is a reference to Superman's home planet, Krypton. The title perceiving that the contestants had strong superhuman powers for taking part in the challenges that they were set. The 1987 series won the prestigious Premio Ondas which was a Spanish television award for entertainment. The Krypton Factor had four different theme tunes. The first two from 1977 to 1982 and the second from 1983 to 1985 were written by Mike Moran. The theme tune used between 1986 and 1993 was performed by Art of Noise and is perhaps the program's best-known theme. And yeah, like a, it's, it's, it's a theme song that I remember a lot in my childhood that's one of those iconic classic british theme songs and from 1986 onwards all had their own corresponding color so either red green yellow or blue they wore their own clothes apart from the physical ability around where the contestants wore tracksuits which were in the early series red burgundy orange green black light blue or dark blue the points contestants earned throughout the game were not referred to as their score, but as their Krypton factor. So, for example, the winner with a Krypton factor of 46 is the legal secretary from Kent, Mike Barry. Woo! And in the earlier series, there were only five rounds as response was yet to be introduced. And in all rounds, except for the final round, 10 points were awarded to the winner, then six four and two to the remaining contestants. In the event of a tie, all tie players would receive the score for the higher place. In an extreme case, if three contestants tied with the highest score, they would all receive 10 points with just two points for the unluckiest fourth contestants. In the mental agility and observation rounds, the contestants who answered the fastest would sometimes be awarded the higher place. And in other cases, a tiebreaker question was used. And on the rare occasion, an observation round would have the players answer a five-part question, such as name the five continuity errors in the film clip, and players would receive two points each for the correct answer. As we mentioned before we started filming, the show was revived for two series, which aired in 2009 and 2010, presented by Ben Shepard. So the rounds of The Krypton Factor. So the... In 1977, this was the when the first series had come out, there was only... Um, so this particular round was only used once. So it was personality. So in this round, players were told that they had to write a 30-second script based on a creative writing exercise, such as rewriting a nursery rhyme as a new story, which they had one chance to perform. The performances were filmed and a focus group taken in 20 cities and towns voted on the best effort. Such a shame I didn't see this. I would have loved to have seen something like that. That sounds quite cool. 
I know, um, right? But, uh, newsflash, Humpty Dumpty's just fell off a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I'm now live with little Miss Muffet. <laughs> and she's sitting on her tuffet. What is that you're eating? <laughs> Curds and whey? What's that all about? Yeah, that, that would have been so cool. I would love to see something like that. Obviously, it would have been a lot better than what I just came up with now, but... Uh... That was quite good, man. I was waiting for the spider coming. Oh, and who's this joining us? <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Along came a spider. Sitting down beside her. Oh, oh she's gone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and so, okay, so some the other rounds that they did have throughout, so mental agility. So contestants would frequently have to memorize a sequence, then answer a series of progressively more complicated questions. For instance, if the sequence to be memorized was a series of colored blocks, the question might start as, what is the color of the third block from the left? And progress to, what is the color of the block two to the left of the block to the right of the green block? Oh, these, I think people um, were like superhuman smart back then. They, they, did, they were like, they were, they were like, oh, this is John. He's a, uh, he's a customer service rep from Wigan. And then he just goes off on this like mental agility thing. I'm sat there eating my cornflakes. Like, I have no idea. What <laughs> yeah, I was trying to play along. So, for example, you'd like there'd be famous expressions. So, right as rain. So you have to say what the first word is, and then there'll be another one going. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. What's the fourth word? And then it will be so on and so forth progressively. And I'm not trying to guess it. I'm like, gift horse. <laughs> and that's wrong. <laughs> Actually, the fourth word is gift horse. I am right. Yeah. So it's like you, you keep progressing. That was crazy. Response. This, this round was wild response. So you had fools landing a plane. Oh, One of them was awesome. landing a chopper onto a boat. So, yeah, so in the initial heats was a combination of a race between the contestants using... Okay, so this was the initial one. So they would have to race using double odometer bicycles and a video wall which would display random numbers of colored blocks. The contestants were required to press one of four colored buttons responding to the highest number of blocks of any one color being displayed. The alternative was a test in which the contestants had to walk a balance beam to the first challenge, placing colored wooden blocks into frames either side of them. And again, like I said, each player taking turns on a flight simulator and being marked by an actual flight instructor. From 1988 onwards, the response round consisted entirely of flight simulator tests. In 1988, the contestants had to land a BAE-146 in the heats, a Harrier jump jet in the group finals, and a Sea King on an aircraft carrier in the grand final. Damn! That sounds so cool, doesn't it? Holy moly. I mean, they would never do that in 2020. You'd have health and safety on your case for that. Observation is another round. So it often involved watching a, spe a specially made film or clip from an ITV drama series that was being broadcast at the time. In the earlier series, contestants were asked Three two-point questions. The first was multiple choice. The second was visual. And the third pertained to dialogue on the clip in turn, followed by an identity parade where there were shown nine similar-looking actors, one of whom appeared in the clip. Physical ability, which is probably my favorite round, 
and one I remember the most growing up. So this is a pre-recorded segment involved the contestants racing to complete an army assault course located at Holcomb Moor in Berry. This round typically included 20 obstacles, including vertical and flat cargo nets, rope swings, water jumps, Burma rope bridges, and a rope slide into water. The intelligence round. So you'd have a two or three dimensional puzzle where shapes had to be put together to fill a rectangular grid or make a bigger shape where the basis, bigger shape was the basis of this round. And then obviously at the end, you had general knowledge, a quick fire question round with a very time limit. For most of the run, this final round was conducted using the side shot of the four contestants lit in profile. A feature of this was that each question was answered. The next question contained either the answer to the last question, a word from the last answer, or a word that sounded like it. And before I pass on to you, some of the horror stories of the Krypton Factor. In 1989, contestant Judith Stafford broke her ankle on the assault course after jumping down onto a platform, yet still managed to finish the course. Her <laughs> yeah. leg was in plaster all through the studio rounds, showing that the assault course was filmed prior to the studio rounds. In 1987, Sue Dandy managed to complete the course with damaged ligaments after she landed badly after a jump from the concrete tubes. This game is brutal. Take it away. Talk about this. Did you remember this show growing nope. up at all? Nope. Didn't watch it. Didn't heard of it. I, when I was watching it this time, around, I thought you've never good. heard of the Krypton Factor. I know. I heard of it, but I hadn't seen it. I hadn't even like when I was a, when I was a kid. I hadn't. I didn't really know of it. This was I put the one of the most boring, exciting game shows ever. Boring. Yeah, like in what the, in what way was it boring? As it, the, the the delivery the present presenter's delivery was boring. The music was a bit weird. The whole studio feel was boring. And then they're like, okay, now we're going to go and uh, fly a seeking helicopter and land it on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> I was I was like, you're doing what? It wasn't, he wasn't that quiet and morose. I'm sorry. It's a bit, a bit like that. Gordon, Gordon Burns, I mean, the dude literally came in in 1977, fresh-faced, and he left in 1995, Looking exactly the same. <laughs> he should be like on the makeup commercials. Do you know, like uh, he, he says, should. I use, I use this cream, and <laughs> and then and then like ten years later, they look like a like a prune. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been like when I, I wake mean, up in the yeah. morning. I use this. I use that. Apart from the delivery, in what way was this show boring? I don't no, I'm, get I'm it. Ju I'm just talking about the delivery and like the kind of like the the studio feel. Um, Okay, I'll give but you it, that the lighting was a bit dark. But and, but the thing is, the the, the, the games, the contestants, um, the things that they did was amazing. But just in a really weird, really weird, boring setup, it was like. But like, I do the, think there's a there's such a Britishness to this program, like the way the contestants were with each other. It's very like, yes, hello, fair play, shaking yeah. hands, and yeah very british and it was very sensible and kind of like uh, on a level do you know what i mean it wasn't like um it wasn't like a game show today um it was very formal but like mm. still really fun like there's some game shows now that don't do half exciting stuff like the chase for example hasn't got rounds of things it's all questions but it's really exciting 
setting and and um um what's his name Barry it's not Barry what's his name Walsh Bradley Walsh Bradley Walsh yeah he's um I really like the chase yeah it's my favorite game show by far like at the moment probably yeah at the moment yeah at the moment it's probably the one game show I can sit down and watch no yeah. problem yeah it's, absolutely. yeah it's definitely the chase yeah i don't get me wrong like it was a great game show and one of the things i put down with it it was fast paced but really long <laughs> and it was it was quite long wasn't it it was about half ev- hour if you yeah. include all the adverts and whatnot yeah it's like long episodes but like really like so many different rounds so many different things going on like i couldn't keep up with what they were doing like, like you're saying those that's why i said rounds. this game had everything yeah everything this was, this this had it all but it was so weird to go from mental agility and i'm sure there's a round in between but then go on to like an army assault course it's like you could be the smartest guy in the world but if you can't run or climb up a rope ladder like you're yeah finished. the points yeah like i remember like for example when you're watching it you're like oh this one might do quite well yeah. and then you go yeah you get onto the assault course and it's like he's last in or or, yeah. or whatever what, that's why I said this game had everything. Everything. It tested everything. It tested your brain. It tested your your mental, physical, emotional concentration. It tested just about everything. How are you going to be flying a damn plane or landing a damn plane? Yeah. It was that amazing. is wild. Like, okay, you know what? The the landing the plane might not be so much. What got me was the, the chopper. They had to, one of them was, what they had to do is they're on a, on a chopper and they have to, like, put it onto a boat and it has to, like, run smoothly. Obviously, if you missed a boat, like, your ass fallen into the sea. That's how dangerous it is. And, I mean, doing all of this wasn't the best idea because they've rarely nailed it there would always be a mistake and they'll be like oh the commentator will be going oh oh he's lost control <sighs> he's lost control he's lost control and then the guy sitting next to him has to be the one to oh, so fix I up did, the mess i didn't see any ones where they were flying like real things i only saw ones where they're doing simulators you think that's just what it is then i, I saw i saw two two ones with simulators i didn't see any ones with um uh real ones but i, d- I only watched two episodes so i don't I, I don't know i'm sure they were landing an actual plane yeah they had to land a bae 146 a harrier jump jet surely they couldn't land a harrier jump jet though that's like a like a billion well, that's for the finals for... wasn't it <laughs> just like a load of dead four dead contestants the next ones come on so what land it <laughs> Y'all want to win Krypton Factor? Y'all want a Krypton Factor of 10? Y'all better go land that jump jet, boy. <laughs> no, but yeah, this... No, I mean, no, it's not a simulator. It's a jump jet. And it's a BAE-146. That sounds like a legit aeroplane. No one's telling them to fly it to Timbuktu or whatever. All they're doing is... it. They're already in the air. All they have to do is... Because what they have to do is they have to open up the wings or whatever, flap open the wings. They have to obviously tell the people on the ground that they're landing. It's like so many little things that they have to do. And, you know, and obviously it's difficult because you have to control the plane. You have to open the flaps. You have to come down and make sure you're not going like boom, boom, bumps or whatever. Like, 
Can you imagine them doing this in 2020? And a 737 Max. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. You know what I was going to say as well? People back in the day were so unfit. I'm sorry. Like, fitness weren't much of a thing. Like, if you can imagine, like, now, back... I mean, look, I'm not the specimen of fitness either, all right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking dad bods or anything like that. I mean, me with my doughy physique, like, I ain't knocking nobody. But, like, people back then, like, they were knackered by the time they reached the ropes. If you, like, people in 2020, I reckon I'd smoke those people on that assault course. I'm sorry. Like, you had, like, men who were, like, in their mid-30s or whatever, and they look like... How you how you doing that assault course like that? Don't you think that everyone um, from like the nineties and and like eighties and stuff looked older? They yes, looked, they do look older. They look like they, they, it's like oh yeah, that guy's definitely like forty five, and he's like I'm twenty eight. I'm from uh, wherever, and it's like, are you sure? Because uh, hi, look- I'm Graham. I'm twenty eight from Birmingham, and it's like <laughs> you're definitely forty five. Yeah. <laughs> They they did look older, and I don't think like obviously like nowadays fitness is everything. How you eat, how you look after yourself, how there's more emphasis in people going outside, going for a run, doing this, doing that. But I don't think so back in the day. So that's why the more younger people, like the guy who's that I watched, who was 21, I'm like, man, you look. 42 about I'm 21. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hello, I'm Gary. I'm from Oxford. And I'm 21 years old. And I'm like, yeah, right, mate. <laughs> like, who are you fooling? Right, so let's let's talk about ones that we watched. Did you actually write down the year of the episodes you watched? Yeah, so I did 1990 final and 1992 one. Oh, I, 92... I did the 280s. So I think okay, I should cool. go first then. So I watched the 1983 Great Britain's special and the contestants were Julie, she was a a black belt, Richard, who had ran the length of the Himalayas. I don't even know why you want to even do that. White people, seriously. Why are you running the length of the Himalayas? What are you? (sighs) Whatever. Well, actually in the Himalayas. Running the length of the Himalayas. So yeah, he was actually up there and... I don't know, doing donuts on the Himalayas. I don't know what that oh, even means. You need to uh, leave that alone, man. You die. I know, right? And then you had Liz, who had the water skis record. And you had Peter, who had rode across the Pacific Ocean. I can't believe I didn't write down the winner. I wrote, I'm sure I wrote down the winner for the other ones, but I did not write the winners of... Okay. Who won? I actually think Richard, who won the, the length of the Himalayas, actually won. And it was crazy because like, in the assault course on this episode, the the women didn't come last. In fact, one of the men came last in the assault course. And the what they had to do was... So the the first round of the um the first round which is what let me get my notes the first round is mental agility so this mental agility was like it was like a double negative so for example it's um let me try and think of a question so there's a picture of Margaret Thatcher and she's won the election 
So the question would be, answer true or false if Margaret Thatcher did not lose the 1979 election? Yeah, you so see what I did there? Yeah, double negative, yeah. It becomes a positive. Yeah. So there, it would be those questions, so on and so forth. It was mad because I think one of the ladies ran out into the lead. She looked really pleased with herself. And then the reality struck and they had to, I don't know, land a uh, land a chopper onto... I actually wrote down the name of the boat, I believe. The HMS Illustrious. Illustrious. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, HMS Illustrious. And so I think, yeah, they, they all flopped that one. Actually, they all did awful on this one. And then the observation, they had to watch All for Love, which might be a program we might do one day on yesterday's capers. Oh, this was about, okay, so in this clip, I think it was about, it's just a bunch of old white people and they were all laughing at someone and they were moving someone's deck chair completely out of sight and the ladies complaining, going, why are you moving my chair? And the man is like, oh, pardon me, my dear, and what have you. And then there was that. The uh, intelligence, which was basically, it was, it was like Sudoku. But instead of making the numbers, they had to make sure the numbers add to 21. So it was 9, 8, 3, and 1. And they had to just make sure that all the all of them add up to 21 in the four rows. They actually did this pretty quickly. So I was really impressed with how... Because obviously they had to do it diagonally. They had to do it horizontally, vertically, sideways, and make sure that they don't... You can't have that numbers on the same rows and, and, and whatnot. And like I said, I have no idea who won. I ought to have made a, a note of that, but it was actually a really fun game. It was more competitive than you thought. The general, like the last general knowledge round, like if you're just about in the lead, y'all need to be careful not to answer questions because you lose points. Yeah, two points, isn't it? Boom, boom, boom. I remember like one guy, like he was second and he just kept answering the question. I'm like, man, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Shut your dumb ass up. Like, he just kept asking the wrong question. They were like to him, oh, what is the capital of Nepal? Uh, 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 uh Calcutta. Eh, it's wrong. And they were like, um, what is, uh, I don't know, the the biggest city in Birmingham? Uh, uh, uh Wolverhampton. Eh, it's like, shut up. Be quiet. Don't say nothing. You could nick it. If you pass it on to the other guy or you let someone else answer it. And that guy who finished second ended up finishing fourth. So it's like, yeah, well done, loser. And um, one of the guys won. I think the guy who ran Himalayas, I'm going to say he won. And then I watched the 1988 Grand Final. And this was to determine the United Kingdom Superperson of 1988. And so the contestants were Barry, Lawson, Steve, and David. And yeah, David, he was the one that I was saying that he was like 21 years old. Like he looked up for it. Like he was, he was pretty much in the lead like throughout. I think he graduated from Oxford as well. I think he was the one that like, he was the real deal. Like he was 
on it. Um, oh, the mental agility was really fun. So what they had to do was he will say, look, the time zone in London. So obviously the time is 1700 hours in London. So LA is minus eight and New Delhi is plus three. So the question would be if the time in London is 2000 hours, what would the time be in LA and what would the time be in New Delhi? So it would be 20 minus eight. So it would be 12 o'clock in Los Angeles and it would be 2300 hours in New Delhi. And then it would be so on and so forth. So they'll give. So I was actually trying to play along with this. This was actually, yeah, really, really fun. And yeah, like I said, the response is landing a chopper onto a boat, which was the HMS Illustrious. And the intelligence was they had to build Blackpool Tower. So they had like these big blocks or whatever. They had to build it. And obviously they can tell if it lights up, like Blackpool Tower lights up. You know, I I I I, li- I like the Blackpool Tower and the illuminations. I like the um, Peter Kay's uh, stand-up that he did in it. That was great. Ah. I've never seen it in real life, though. What, the Blackpool Tower? or? Yeah. I mean, I lived in Blackpool for like a hot, hot minute. And, really? Uh, well, yeah, cause, and you'd have... Because um, I was staying in a hotel on the promenade. Yeah. And so you can imagine on a Friday night, it was just... Heaving. Uh, yes. You had people going to see the illuminations. You had people on their stag. Like the promenade would just be crazy busy crazy messy because you'd have like the horses and the chariots yeah uh but you know i i i kind of like blackpool shout out shout out to blackpool shout out to blackpool and yeah so it emerged like david was like comfortably in the lead so he he was my man was literally taking a knee during the general knowledge like there was no way the others were were gonna catch him up and yeah he won comfortably what year did you say you watched? Uh, 1990 final and the 1992 one. But the 92 one, I've written less notes. But I've got it open on my screen so I can try and flick through and remember some bits and yep, pieces. Yeah, go for it. Because the last one I watched was 93. So it kind of okay, cool. So the 19... quite nicely. 1990 final. I haven't got what they did. I haven't gone that much to town like you did. But it was KT Thompson versus James Doyle versus Bupendra Patel versus Duncan Oh, ethnic minority. Hey, I was like, where are the brothers at? You know, um, if there was someone called Leroy, he would have come down and beaten them all in the Krypton factor. Yeah, You'd have was... beaten all them Karens and Toms and Billies and Julies. Um, <laughs> the, this, the mental agility was opposite. So there was like a compass, uh, a clock, a uh, dice and seasons now i didn't know that it was a thing that like obviously it's it's a thing but i didn't i didn't know it dice has like people know the opposite sides of a dice i or a die or whatever you want to say but yeah I, I i had no clue so like the six on the die is like has the one on the other side and and whatever else i had no clue about that i didn't know that either so like people would know i don't know like for example if you if you're a gambler and you go yeah. to casinos, then I'm guessing you would know. Yeah, but but everyone seemed to know what the opposite were. It seemed because like they're thing. all because they're all a bunch of gamblers. That's why, and they all like to <laughs> frequent casinos and 
places of places of that nature. I've never stepped foot inside a casino. Me neither. No, um, no I think they would. If if you frequent those areas, or I don't know what other, or I don't know, like for example, I can't remember the last time I played a board game. I was gonna say board games must have been bigger back then because there's like four channels on telly to watch. And nothing. Board else games to do. were bigger. Yeah. Remember playing board games loads as a kid. Yeah. Um, so, so they had like so they'd say the guy would say like north, three o'clock, six, and winter, and you'd have to say like south, um, nine o'clock, uh, whatever the opposite one of the die was in summer, for example. And um, Katie smashed it. Uh, James not as good. Bupendra had a shocker, and Duncan was even worse. Duncan was useless. <laughs> Dun- <laughs> Duncan was as good as I was, <laughs> and uh, that's not very good. So the Royal Navy test was a helicopter simulator. So they flew from an aircraft carrier with an injured passenger to sort of thingy. So Bupendra smashed this one. He was like the best one. He literally just like, don't worry, guys, I got this. He flew and he went there and he landed. And, <laughs> And I knew it was a simulator because Bupen, not, not Bupen, uh, sorry, Duncan crashed. <laughs> Duncan, my man, Duncan. Shout out to my man, Duncan. Duncan crashed. He hit the blades on the um on the wall of the. Oh. Um. So the assault course was the army assault course thing, and Bupendra was knackered on this one. He, no. He, he came in like. <gasps> No, everyone else is like having a fag, like uh, a little drink, and then he just like came. Not really, but you know. Um, Please tell me, Bupendra won. We got wait because it's. Uh... Please, I beg. Please. So the the intelligence test. I know Duncan was a school teacher. That's all I know. So hard. There's a hard puzzle where you got to build the Krypton logo, but it was like built. It was built in a nice shape, but it was wrong, and they had to kind of rebuild it to make the real shape. But it didn't know what the real shape was. Uh, Duncan smashed this one out of the park. He literally. Oh, like, let's go, Duncan! Let's he just, go. He would build it, and honestly, he was just like having a chat afterwards. You know, <laughs> um, Bupendra, James came second. Bupendra came third, and Katie was last. Then the last one was the quick fire round, and Duncan was like, was like. Back of the net, back of the net, back of the net. It was like um, only his light was flashing. I thought the other lights were broken. It's like boom, 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 boom. Um, and then the 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 guy that um, kind kind of um, oh, the first thing I wrote was nineties was such a weird decade for fashion. Yes, like absolutely. Look, their hair, their, their 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 look was just weird. Um, and then <laughs> to present. To present the trophy was uh, Barry McGuigan. Oh, but nice! Like a, obviously, like a really young, young, Barry yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like black hair, and obviously he's like the shortest guy in the world. Um, His son just... is a trainer now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I think he's. Yeah, I mean, not, not Shane McGuigan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, who, who did he? he... He's trained loads of people, hasn't he? Um, I think he had David Hay for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, I want to say he had Ricky Hatton as well, but I'm not sure if that's true. But yeah, so Barry McGuigan was there. Um, and the whole thing, they only get a trophy. So that's one thing about this game show. They don't win anything. All they win is like bragging rights. And that's it. So the 1992 version, I'm sorry because I didn't write any really... Oh, who won? We'll get to that bit. Get to that bit. What oh. do you mean we'll get to that bit? Oh, Duncan you won. Already... 
Duncan won. How did Duncan win? He crashed the helicopter. He flopped the, the uh, mental agility round. And he won. He's just like... Was this the grand final, did you say? Yeah, this is the grand final. So he can't be that bad. No, he was To make but, the grand final. But he was useless, though. Like when he, do you know when like, the first couple of things, he got like... Everyone else got nine on the... Um, or nine or eight on the mental agility. He got four. He crashed the helicopter. <laughs> where did he finish then, Bupendra? Uh, I didn't write where he finished. Um, unfortunately, I just wrote I'm the winner. I'm so disappointed a, that he is, didn't win. This is a lift the trophy episode, so like everyone else is a loser, and and I think that's what it happened actually. They were like, oh, look, let's get the runners up, and all three of them got together, and they're like, oh yeah, Duncan, you're such such a great guy, and you can see like, grimacing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but 92 one was Janet Morris, who was an airport manager from Surrey. God, you wrote all of that down. I only just wrote their names. And I wrote it because you were like, you outdid me on the things. So I quickly wrote it down whilst you were talking. I found oh. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. You should have came as you were. I mean, if I come out, I've, I've got very little notes for this episode, but um, Janet Morris. I've got very little notes as well on the 93 episode, but carry on. So Janet was lying about her age, I think. She said she was 27. That was definitely like a 40, 39, 40 year old. Uh, Jackie Hart. Uh, That's a woman's prerogative. Whoa, whoa! If she says she's twenty seven, she's twenty seven. Whoa. Right. Okay, Jackie was not thirty three though. Jackie was like, I ain't, I ain't gonna have you insult the women. No. Right, Jackie was a Jackie was a guy though. Then it was Malcolm Burt, who was a policeman from Norfolk, uh, and Andrew Thompson, twenty nine, a civil servant from Cheltenham. So they had like um this mental agility where they would say like a time, and it's ten past three. Then you had to put that into like zero three ten. And then you have to count how many numbers are different. And then they did like a word and you have to count how many letters were different. So the answer of 310 was three because there's two zeros and a three and a one. This one confused the hell out of me. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? So just kind of watching them. Um, I can't tell you who won each round. But then they did the, the, the one was they flew a plane into like Gatwick or something like that. Uh, and Katie won that round, I think. Then, oh, yeah, the, I didn't do the... Because th- I skipped the uh, weird drama bits because I was like... I get I was, I was a bit like, what the hell is this? But the, it was kind of like a what... Um, like, they walked into a shop, what was in the shop window at the time and stuff like that. So it was quite cool. The intelligence test was... Oh, they had to build like a magnets, a, bit, a box that was made of magnets and they pick it up and then there was one. And then the quick fire round and... Head and shoulders above the rest with 48 points to the nearest 32 was Katie. A Krypton factor of 48. Krypton so a woman factor. won the grand final? No, this was just an episode. Oh. But Katie won it. and she... So she made it to the final then? Yeah, she made it to the final that year, but I didn't watch that year's final. So, Okay, so the 1993 grand final with Alex, Norman, Tim and Eddie... And so in this one, so yeah, the mental agility. So the first one, as we were talking about expressions. So they'd have to guess the letter of each one. So like, for example, standing room only, you'd have to say what the second letter of each word is. So it would be T-O-N. And then it would be, I don't know. When pigs fly, so you'd have to say what the fourth letter of each one was, and 
so on and so forth. This was, yeah, the landing on the plane on the runway. I mean, they were all pretty, pretty awful at this, to be honest. Like, one of them nearly missed the runway completely, which I'm not even sure how you even did that. <laughs> Someone forgot to open the flaps. So I don't even know how you're going to stay airborne. One of them was too low to begin with, was just like dropping. So obviously with, with an aeroplane, like if you don't have control of that aeroplane, that's going to come down. Like <laughs> you, you need to, I'm like, control, control your aeroplane, fool. And then you have the guy next to him going, uh, uh, no, 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 I've taken control now. You go sit in the corner, shut up. <laughs> and, and, and you got your man like having to uh, control it and make sure that they all land observation they had to watch some basically what they had to do is they had to watch so it was like a a musical performance so they'll be singing a song and then then they have to like see what's what in the video and then they'll show them another one and then they have to say what the differences were from the two clips and they have to spot the differences and they have to spot the differences in lyrics and Things of that nature. The intelligence was running a ball through, so they'd have to like do a building block, and then have to make sure that a ball can run through all the way to the end. So they had to like do some maze kind of deal, and so yeah, obviously the quickest one would do that. And yeah, Tim won comfortably because the guy in second place kept getting everything wrong. Because initially going into it, it was really exciting. You're thinking, ah, oh, it's gonna be an interesting general knowledge. And then as I was talking about the guy in second place, I'm like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. And he would be getting them horribly wrong. Like not even close to being the right answer. Like, I don't know. What is the biggest country in the world? Uh, India. Eh, wrong. Not India. Fool. Like just be quiet and be smart about this. You got to be cerebral. This is what I meant. I think they were naive back in the day. Right? None of that tactics, none of that. Let me let me let me play this game and be smart and let me use my brain. It's all right. I'm going to play a, a hearty contest and if I lose, oh that's bad luck on me, but if I win, then it will be great. I'll be the Krypton Factor champion of 1992 and it was like you ain't even do that, fool. Like, you can go away with your runner-up prize, and the prize was given by Stephen Redgrave. Ah. And bloody hell, by 93, he was already triple Olympic gold medalist. He was the GOAT before he became the GOAT. Was he the rower? or the Yeah. Cycle? Yeah, okay. The rower. What do you think about? Oh, you think about Sir Chris Hoy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I believe Tim was the winner. With a Krypton factor of 38. And he was given his prize by not Sir Stephen Redgrave at the time, but just Stephen Redgrave. And yeah, he, by then, by 93, he'd already won like a ton of gold medals. So uh, good for him. And yeah, that was all the episodes I watched. Was that all the episodes you watched? Yeah, yeah, that's me done. Right. Any, any last thoughts about this show? No, I stand by what I said. Like it's a weird, it's like it's the weirdest, boringest, most exciting show I've ever seen. It's like very weird. You saying that 
there might actually be a method to your madness. So they tried to sell this to America. Yeah. Didn't work out. I can see that. Blocked. Especially looking at one of the shows we're doing later. I can see why. (laughs) It flopped in America. Like they, they, uh, apparently they didn't get it. Didn't get the format, the product, what it was. And you saying that? Because like, it being boring and exciting all at the same time, you can only find that here. You can't. You won't find that anywhere else. Like in America, it's going to be like one level, and that's it. And that's yeah. going to be high, high. Whereas here, it's like we can have a little bit of both in one show. Like I said, I actually remember watching this as a kid. I remember the theme song particularly, like very, very well. Like every Mondays at seven, and that was the time it used to come on. And maybe, maybe I wouldn't watch all of the observation stuff. We would always like switch it on to like the physical courses, like the 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 the, the like when they're out on the military field. We'd always watch that. We'd be like, "Go on, go on, go on, go on!" Cheering on, yeah. Like I remember that very, very much as uh, as a kid. So uh, yeah, and shout out to Gordon Burns, who probably looks the same even in twenty twenty as he did back in nineteen seventy seven. Like my man, tell us your secret. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna track him down. Talk to us, Gordon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find your details and contact you. I would love to find out your secrets. Right, we're now going on to the head to head, and we're gonna start with to me to you. And this show came out in June 1996 and some of the things happening in the world. The Prince's Trust concert is held in Hyde Park and is attended by 150,000 people. The Who headlines the event in their first performance since 1989. The Czech Republic's first general election ends inconclusively. Prime Minister Vaclav Klaus and his incumbent Civic Democratic Party emerge as the winners but are unable to form a majority government. President Vachkalav Havel refuses to invite Klaus to form a coalition. Archbishop Desmond Tutu retires as Archbishop of Cape Town and head of the Anglican Church in South Africa. The Cable Guy, which is arguably... If The Cable Guy ain't in your top three Jim Carrey films, go back and do your list again. This is a sensational film. Absolutely love The Cable Guy. I've not watched it all the way through. I've seen some of it. Some of it. The Kate um, is genius. But, so genius. My top three Jim Carreys at the moment are Dumb and Dumber, obviously top. Um, me, myself, and Irene. And um, I had the third one right there, but I've forgotten what it is. Liar, liar, a bit. Oh, liar, liar. Good shout. Let me come back to you on the on the last one. <laughs> I'd say the Cable Guy. Truman Show. I'm thinking Liar Liar. I'm thinking Me, Myself and Irene. Mm. Ah, but surely Dumb and Dumber's got to be in your top three, though. Mm. It is. Honestly. That, I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber in ages. I've seen Dumb and Dumber almost, like, I've seen it about a hundred times. And it gets funnier, I think, every time I watch it. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, to me, to you. So this was a BBC children's game show presented by Barry and Paul Elliott, who are better known as the Chuckle Brothers. 
and the main aim of the game was for two teams of kids to push a trolley full of prizes along a game board and reach the finish. It was set on a desert island and the contestants were children and were in teams of two. The contestants won prizes and coconuts and whoever had the most coconuts at the end of the show won the game. There were such there were tasks such as the chuckle challenge and the chuckle chuck where contestants would throw custard pies at Barry and Paul. And if they failed to hit both of them three times in a minute, then the contestants would have custard pies put in their faces. If the sound of the chuckle albatross was heard, the game panel would start to finish and pick a mini game for the team to play. The theme tune was a simple chuckle vision with kids singing to me to you. Each episode would have a celebrity guest, someone who was famous for being on TV at the time, such as Richard McCourt, better known as Dick of Dick and Dom, Dave Benson Phillips, Paul Zerdin, Michaela Strachan, Connie Huck, Mr. Blobby, and <clears throat> Gary Glitter. Controversial. You don't say. Now, this show, if you did have fond memories of this show, then I suggest you... Uh, oh, God, is it one of those? Speak your piece, because um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go in. Right, okay, so basically, this show, definitely remember it, definitely watched it. I liked the, the, the drama thing they did, where, where they were like, get up to shenanigans. and What drama thing? The Chuckle Brothers, when they used to get, not, not in this show, not in, the, not in this Oh, you one. mean Chuckle Vision? Yeah, so I liked that, um, but this wasn't my favourite thing in the world, and even coming back to it now, it was like, um, the going backwards and forwards thing, I was like, what the... One thing I didn't get right was if one team makes it to the end, they're going to start back up again. I'm yeah. like, isn't the game over? No, but they get the prizes from the box, right? They, they get to put it in. But I don't understand. I guess. When they put it in a box, do they, both, do they win the prizes no matter what? Or is it like... If it's if in, the, the, the treasure, in the treasure chest or whatever, yeah. they win that no matter what. But if it's still on the table, then it's still up for grabs. Yeah. Okay, so as a kid, I actually liked this show. I enjoyed watching it. I watched it all the time. It was Chuckle Brothers, so at the time, Chuckle Brothers were huge. I did not like it. I was so bored. I was watching it, and I'm like, what the bloody hell's going on? Even the kids got on my nerves. The kids going, what's your favorite subject? Maths! Huh? And they're like, oh, how old are you? I'm 10 and three quarters. You're 10. Who the hell is 10 and three quarters? The hell is that supposed to mean? I'm 10 and a half. No, you're 10. Then you turn 11. Then you turn 12. Yeah. I mean, you could tell as well. Like, you could tell some, if you listen carefully, the tone in their voice changes when the kids get a bit unruly. Like, Okay. I mean, if you think I didn't like this show, wait till we get to Off the Wall. <laughs> oh, it's one of those shows. Um, yeah, I, like the, it's a biker mice from Mars episode. Imagine. I don't if... even know why I brought that up. <laughs> I don't even know why I brought that up. It's none of my business. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you had to um, control that many kids and like be on, and be on telly. And have to smile about it as well. Surely there'll be a, an adult there. Oh, yeah. Their be a school teacher. Surely 
behind the cameras, the teachers will be there. Yeah. Surely. I wonder how many kids have started the show and how many kids have finished it. <laughs> like, that's it. Rupert, get here. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm watching it. And then, like, even, like, with the Chuckle Bros, like, with their banter, like, I didn't, I didn't find it funny at all. I thought it was... I mean, obviously, I'm watching it from 2020. 20, this is, what, nearly 25 years ago. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that, at best... At best, it didn't age well. And it makes me worried about when we do Chuckle Vision. I'm going to feel exactly the same. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to hate it. Yeah, the thing is, like, Chuckle Vision... <laughs> but I don't want to hate the Chuckle Brothers. But I think Chuckle Vision at least had that kind of, like, it was a silly slapstick uh, drama thing. This one was, like, this was all over the place. Pointless, yeah. This was a pointless yeah. game show with pointless rules. Yeah. With kids who, you know the thing, right? You talk about 90s fashion, 90s teeth. <laughs> Put braces on them damn kids, man. Did you see how long the t-shirts were as well? Like, they just didn't care. They're like, oh, yeah, here's an adult size medium. Yeah, here's a jumper, yeah. And Put like... on the gimmick. There you go. Red, blue, whatever your color is. Go, go get that gimmick on. And then they'll be on the show with these, like, Michelin man style <laughs> clothing. It was hilarious. And they're going, oh, hi, my name is Alex and I am seven and two eighths. And my favorite subject in school is maths and double physics. <laughs> Give me strength. Right. Can we just talk about episodes so we can. All right. Let's go to episodes. Um, I watched one in 98 and I don't know what, what thing it was but it was series three episode oh i watched episode two i managed to watch episode two so not the pilot but the second episode so maybe i should go first so yeah this was the episode with bodger and badger uh i did see that one but i didn't watch it okay so this was danielle and anil from showing night's school and they were playing against oliver and natasha from can you believe it U tree primary school but uh, yeah, U-Tree Primary School. And um, yeah, literally I wrote, moving a trolley about. The prizes are awful. And today's prize is a colouring set. <laughs> just... What the hell am I going to do with a bunch of colours? <laughs> Colour? <laughs> and the prize is a morph plasticine. <laughs> and a lawsuit from the BBC. Considering you're spending millions of pounds sending Sally Gray to all these different countries around the world, surely you could spend a bit of cash and give the children something more than a Crayola colouring set. That's probably why they couldn't, to be honest. Like, guys, we spent the budget. <laughs> yeah, be like, oh, so, 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 sorry, lads. Uh, but, but like, Sally, if you go economy on this one, we can afford to get the kids something really, really nice. Yeah, probably flying to America first class to do a 30-second VT about tornadoes. <laughs> Where you got, like, these people on some fake island, which is, what, room 10 in Television Center. Yeah. Chuckle Island, my foot. They did get re room 11 as well with the swamp. Well, there you go. So I bet they just did it in Television Center anyway. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, just some dingy little room in Television Center. Probably not one of the nice big studios that they would often give Top of the Pops and uh, other shows like maybe Blue Peter. 
Um, I actually don't know who won. Frankly, I don't care who won. Um, I think, I think, I think the kids that were with Barry won. And yeah, like I said, I don't get it. If you've reached the end of the line, it's like, yeah, we won. And you know what made it so stupid, right? They go back to the beginning, they move one place, and then you hear the albatross, and it's game over. So what's the point starting a show halfway? If you finished early, you finished early. Let's go home. Get this show on the road. I think it's one of these things where, like, there's a few game shows that were around. It just they had no end. It was just a buzzer, and then, and it was like, oh, and that's the end of the show because they had no other way of bringing it to a conclusion. The first, my first note on this is actual game is rubbish. Backwards and forwards took me ages to understand it. Like, it took what do you mean it took you ages? It's straightforward. No, do you know what it was? You it was toss just... a coin or someone starts. So you roll the dice, move along and move backwards. If you get because to you. Because it says to me, to you on it. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I thought that one team was always to me and one th- team was always to you. But no, but if you throw it like over. to me, that means like, if you throw it like to me three, so your team moves three, three. sides. If you throw to you three, you move Thursday. minus three backwards. Yeah, that to me. Very bit. straightforward. It took me a little while, to be honest. Uh, St. <laughs> George's, this was St. George's Middle School from Harrow versus All Saints Junior from Warwick. I don't know who was uh, doing the games, so I just wrote the schools down. Um, so they're doing the game, they're winning prizes, whatever. Then they go into the, the game and they've got to get the. Oh no, the first game was to see who goes first, was to get the fish out of the tank and put it in the thing with fishing rods. Uh, then they do the game, then they do this like. They had to do this like a get across the swamp in a boat thing, but it was like a round bottom and it kept tipping over. All the kids got wet. It was quite funny. Um, and then Connie Huck was a celebrity. They had to build a Blue Peter badge. Um, that was the, the game. And then they did the Chuckle Chuck. The kids get a pie in the face. The Blues won 7-4. Um, oh, one thing, right? So the losers got like a big tray of chocolate. And I swear to God, the chocolate bars were like the same ones as you get in the shops today, but they were huge. They were like, they were about twice the size of the ones you get from uh, now. Like, I know people say, I know people say that they shrunk, but honestly, they had like, they were, these were massive. Um, and the viewer question was, how often do you celebrate a millennium? Um, viewer question? They had a viewer question that you ring up and get a prize. Oh, you actually wrote that down. Yeah, I thought that's you were. I, you, that's how always... I know you're bored. You're writing down you a question. Who the hell cares? It's only because like you always write these things down, and I'm like, damn it, I didn't write Why? it down. No, like you always have like the cool fun facts and stuff. So yeah, um... but that, yeah, like I said, they are cool fun facts. I don't care about no damn viewer question. I probably can even think of the questions that they they'd ask the others. I'm still going to read the next question out, but um, next next one just quickly was uh, Andrew's primary from hartford and oh this is a no slacking man isn't it oh yeah carly and mitchell saint andrew school versus bentfleet school so it was carly and mitchell and melissa and greg yep and i did actually write their names down for that one so they wrap a coconut in a custard pot and a custard pie up that was the game to see who went first uh then they use your head game they had like a Grab hats, kids look like they're having a bar. Oh, so they had they had a game, like mid mid game, they had a game and the game was to get as many hats off the audience members as possible. Um hats or shoes? Hats. They did shoes later on. They did hats. hats first. 
Yeah, so they're all wearing hats, and then it has a grab quickly grab them. Um, but the kid, <laughs> but one thing we'll you know, say what? About, I wasn't concentrating in this episode. One thing you can say about the kids, so this show about the kids and stuff was like they were having a blast. The kids were like, yeah, whoa, whoa, just like chucking hats all over the place. <laughs> they were going crazy, uh, and then, um, uh, then they had uh, the celeb guy, uh, Mister Slacker. Yep, Blackie. Slacker, Slacker, um, um, and and no to, slacking. They had a conveyor belt of desserts, and they had to like do the desserts, put them on a shelf. Can I just say, right? It pisses me the hell off when I see all these stupid ass shows playing with food like that. Yeah, this really got on my Swede. Really got on my Swede. This is like perfectly good food. And they're just like messing about with some stupid gimmick going, oh, 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 put it on there, put it on there. And they're literally just throwing it on the floor. No, I'm with you. I'm completely with you. Um, uh, Then they did this chuckle challenge, make your way across the swamp using a plank. Chuckle chuck, they get pie in the face. It's actually quite a difficult game, I think. Then they did the go and collect the trainers thing. One of them actually did hit him in the face. Yeah, one of them. But they have to do three, in it, three each, don't they? It's actually quite a tall order for, for that poxy thing um uh and then i don't know who won didn't write it down but the viewer question was if i was visiting paris which country am i in <laughs> oh dear good stuff that was my episode's done yeah that was um me as well i mean i watched that slacking episode and yeah i mean i didn't write enough notes to even care even like the stuff at the beginning that they would do be like Oh, Paul, we're in trouble. Oh, Barry. Oh, all that stuff. And uh, it's just, it's it cringes the hell out of me. And uh, I don't know what else to say. I have nothing else to say about the show. I mean, it was like a, the kids seemed to enjoy it, but I'm pretty sure they were the only people that did. Oh, I did not say what was number one in the charts in 1996. It was Killing Me Softly by the Fugees was number one in the charts. Made famous by Bad Boy, I think. Maybe not made famous by, but um, definitely that's the that's the film I think of when I think of that song. I mean, it is a cover song, isn't it? So. Is it? Yeah. Well, Lauren Lauren Hill, as 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 amazing as Lauren Hill had sung it, it was sung, I think, Roberta Flack or something like that. But um, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, have you heard the the Fuji's version or? I don't. It, it, you just no. know the song. Yeah, I only know it from about a boy as well. I don't think I've ever heard it anywhere else. Wow. Good stuff. I mean, yeah, there you go. Killing me softly by the Fugees. That's the last word I'm going to say about that show. Off the wall now, and we're going back to 1998. I don't know what month this show came out. It didn't say. Probably September. I mean, if they know what's good for them, September. But I don't know. So I just wrote down some of the biggest things of 1998. So the high, the high Z supernova search team became the first team to publish evidence that the universe is expanding at an accelerating rate. The Belfast Agreement or the Good Friday Agreement is signed between the Irish and British governments and 
most Northern Ireland political parties, with the notable exception of the Democratic Unionist Party. Hugo Chavez, politician and former member of the Venezuelan military, is elected president of Venezuela. Armageddon was the highest grossing film. And It's Like That by Run DMC and Jason Nevis. That was one of the biggest songs of 1998. I loved this song as a kid. This was my joint in 98. It was number one for ages as well. I did like I did like that song, yeah. I mean... I'm amazed you even know it. Don't ask me to say the words because I don't know, apart from it's like this, well, like that. It's like the only word I and know. And that's the way world. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're talking about Off the Wall. So this was a American children's game show produced by Vin De Bono Productions that was shown on the Disney Channel. It was hosted by Larry Zeno. I'm only saying Zeno because he's American. I'll probably say Larry Zeno. And co-hosted by Kelly Kirkland. Two teams of three children compete in a series of weird, outrageous and unusual events, all played against nine pre-videotaped on-the-street contestants. The opening spiel is, it's the wild new game show where players go head-to-head in the craziest game you've ever seen. And that's why we call it... Off the Wall. Yeah! It's the show where players go head-to-head in some very different kind of games that can only be described as... I don't Off the Wall. Yes! Just keep saying Off the Wall. Okay, okay, okay. Off the Wall. And now, here's a man... Insert funny cool or phrase here. Our host, Larry Zeno. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like that you did that. So yeah, there was um divided into three rounds. So rounds one and two. So in the first two rounds, one player from each team chooses a video on the street player from the wall. To play against in a stunt, a brief videotape interview was then played after which host, Zeno, will explain the stunt. The stunt began with Zeno and the audience counting down. Five, four, three, two, one, go! And the in-studio player's job was to beat the videotaped on-the-street player, sometimes within a time limit. And if successful, the contestant earned points for the team. If unsuccessful, no points were awarded. One of the the on-the-street players was dubbed the Double Trouble player, so-called because if the in-studio contestant wins the stunt, he or she will earn double points for the team. Round three was the head-to-head challenge. The final two players from both teams competed against each other and one last video player in this deciding round called the head-to-head challenge. To start, the video challenge's interview was played. Then the challenge was explained and played. The first studio contestant to beat the video challenger earned 300 points, with an additional 250 points awarded for beating the studio opponent. In the event of a tie between studio players, no points were awarded. The team with the most points won the game and went on to play for the grand prize. The theoretical maximum score was 1,050 points, which would add up because 100 in round one, 400 in round two via double trouble, and 550 in round three all of which adding up to 1,050, or at least I hope it does. The ultimate showdown. So in this bonus round, the winning team played one last game, this time against a member of the studio audience. After the game was explained, the round began. 
If any member of the winning team could beat the audience member, the team won a grand prize for each team member. If not, the winning team took home a consolation prize. Plus, the audience member got a chance to come back to the show with two other teammates. Off the wall. Now, I know you ain't heard of this, so... No, but have you seen the prizes that they're giving out? This is N64. If, if you if your consolation prize is a pass for you and a mate to go to Disneyland, I wrote that down. That's literally. your consolation. That's yeah, runner-up gets a pass to Disneyland. Yeah, and that's like literally what a top prize would be. So in like <laughs> in some like grand, 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 grand final of like Chuckle Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> now like, they'll be sent to Disneyland Paris. They ain't sending them to America. Yeah, but even so, we got Disneyland across the channel, mate. <laughs> Just, yeah. Eagles send you to Orlando or wherever Disneyland is in America. I don't. The thing is, I thought that it was called Disney. Maybe they changed it from Disneyland to Disney World, but because there's one in Orlando and one in California, isn't there? <sighs> Probably. So this show, uh, I don't even know where to start with this one. <clears throat> I there's several things that annoyed me on this um, on this show. Larry Zeno's hair. I mean, credit to the hair and makeup team for <laughs> that. Um, but um, the, the camera work was crazy, and the whole what? what why? Why do you have to call the the game such stupid things? Like there's, and then what's wrong with like, off oh, the this wall? Is all... No, the games like the games that they play. They're like, oh, this is the game where the bloody stupid get a fish in a barrel and uh, stupid game, and it's like. No, stop doing it. And then they're like, what you've got to do is you've got to put this grape in this bowl. But you have to use your mouth and you have to have your hands tied behind your back. Yeah, and it's like, why? all right. But I mean, the thing is, it was the weirdest, like, like they spent all the budget on the prizes. Like, there's the zero budget on the games. The games were done on, like, someone said, uh, uh, let's just put this, we'll put, you know, kick this ball over the, over the hoop once you've spun around five times. And it's like, that was the, that was the game. You know, there's zero budget on the game. But, I mean, the prizes, though. I'll do all of that for the prizes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like one of them was the N64 games console. And then, yeah, the runner-up was, oh, okay. Well, the runner-up, I guess we're going to take you to Disneyland. Then remember, this is Disney Channel, isn't it? So... You and a friend. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. They, they, I mean, they plugged it like Disney, Disney, Disney the whole time. They're like, oh, and this... For, for yeah, some so reason, you can imagine. It, it, I don't think it was a, of, of great expense to yeah. send a bunch of no, kids to Disney. But that's what I think. I think the whole show was... F- for, for Disney to do it was very cheap. Like I said, they didn't, they didn't spend money on the games. The studio was literally just like... Um, the, the only thing they had in the studio that was expensive was a video wall by the looks of things um, yeah and then all the consolation prizes were tickets which literally cost them nothing um, and then the, the star prize if they won it was like a games console which is what back in the day what $200 a piece so like I mean I bet Larry Zeno was most of the budget <laughs> why was he famous? I mean I've never heard of him well and his hair, his hair and makeup team surely that hair does not make itself. I'm not really that bothered or concerned about the hair. I don't know. Initially, I thought I was going to hate this show, but when you read the rules, it's actually not that bad of a concept. But then when you see it in practice, yeah, it is all over the place. 
the contestants were weird. When he, when they asked them, oh, hey, what's your favorite, tr- what's your best trick? And you got someone going, ah, my God, that is how I talk. Ah, la, la, la. I, I didn't like the delivery and I didn't like the camera work and I didn't like how wacky they had to make it. Like it could have been just as good and half as wacky. But then you're but British. Americans probably love this stuff. They lap up this yeah. wackiness. I mean, imagine. Me, I just imagine... want to sit down, watch a nice, well contested game show. Everybody shakes hands. Yeah. Fair imagine play. watching that. Imagine watching that, and then, um, as an as like an exec producer, like you're watching your off the wall show, and then someone comes on and goes, "Guys, I've got the next best game show. It's gonna it's it's in England at the moment. It's gonna hit America big." And puts puts in the like the VCR player, the Krypton Factor. He's gonna be like, "Get out of here!" What the hell is this crap? Right, I'm ready for episodes. Yeah, I'm ready too. for episodes. Right, should we do one each then? I get yeah. Right. I mean, my notes are scattered all over the place, so it doesn't really matter what episode I do. Um, because um, I, I think my episode two is better. So do you want to do episode one? Yeah, I might as well do episode one. Um. Putting crackers in a piggy bank with your mouth. Was that the first or second episode? That was the second episode, I think. Literally, uh, my notes are so scarce on this yeah, show. Yeah, that was... Oh, I've got Black Kid trying to play golf. Not very good. That's the second episode. Okay, so... It was um, toothpaste game. A guy had to hit the uh, toothpaste with the and get it in the mouth of that. You know what? I think just take it away with the episodes. I'm just going to sit this one out. Right. Okay. So first, first episode. There's only, there's only a couple of episodes on YouTube. So they had like the first game was, and I didn't write names for this one down. I think I, I did. Later I on, certainly actually. didn't write names. There was um a toothpaste game, and the blue team guy won. You had to smash the toothpaste, and he's playing someone from Disney Disneyland. Smash the toothpaste thing, and it goes on the picture. He won it. Then the next game was a uh, yellow. You had to have a helmet and pick up the duck and then put it in another bowl, and that was the yellow team that won it. And the yellow team beat the Disney and the blue team and the blue team somehow. I don't know how they worked that out. The Sean Sean at Disney versus Gina in the blue team, um, and you had to run a round a bat and then kick a ball over a bar, uh, and Gina lost that one. Um, she didn't even kick; she kicked it in the end, but it was rubbish. Um, poor effort, I have to say. Uh, Steph from the yellow team. Um, versus Valencia and Disney, and they had to stick stamps on the face. Oh, it was Steven, I think, from the other team. I think it was um, Boy. And he was sticking stamps on your face, like lick it, stick it. They drew, and Shlomi and Renata, and they had to put crackers in the piggy bank with them. Oh, you were on the first episode. I apologize. Um, Disney won the Renata. Disney won, but Renata beat the blue guy, and the blue team lost, and they got passes to Disney. What the hell are you talking about? You actually wrote down their names as well. Yeah, I, I I I revisited episode one and fleshed in my notes because they were rubbish. Um, and the yellow team was in a showdown with the audience member. They had to hold trays out and they had an egg on the trays. That's literally my entire <laughs> notes of off the wall. It's like four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines. <laughs> um, so the yellow team had to they had to hold a tray out and they had an egg in it and hold it out as long as possible. And the yellow team won. Uh, and they got portable TVs, but and it, but they didn't say then. Portable TVs, yeah, yeah. I, they didn't say then, but they. I'm not sure if they got passes as well, but they didn't tell say that they gave them passes as well. And I was like, screw the TVs, give me a Disney pass. Like, 
Um, no, mm-hmm. I want a portable TV. Nah, man, the, the, the Disney passes would have been way I'm sure better. they would have got it anyway. So yeah, I mean, if they did. Yeah, I'm sure they did. If, if, if the first prize was a portable TV, then surely they would have got the Disney pass because that's the runner-up prize anyway. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, because I would definitely have preferred a um, Disney pass over a portable TV, especially nowadays, because um, TVs are like worth like 50 quid. <laughs> and the Disney pass is probably worth, like, what, 400, 500 quid now. Um, uh, so the episode two yellow team was Lisa versus Double Trouble Ben, and they had to spin on, they had to spin around his tape and get the, and then put a bow on your head. Uh, and she won it because she's like this, uh, she was this ice skater, so she could spin around pretty well. Blue team versus uh, Hugo versus Stan, who's this old geezer. Um, and RC game and had to knock over the cups. Hugo won. From the blue team. What was the deal with the older players? I noticed a couple of them. I'm like, there's kids. What are you doing here? Yeah, I know. It it came out out of nowhere as well. It'd be like, here's like, here's John. He's he's 12. Here's Steven. He's 15. And then you got. And here's here's Gary. He's 45. Whoa. (laughs) What are you doing here, Gary? Yeah. What's good, Gary? He's on his own. You need to be, you need to be bringing your son, not you. So this one was the pick up potatoes with your mouth um, and put it somewhere else. And Bill at Disney won at this. Uh, blue team, Jasper versus Julie, who's a teacher. Um, golf in a cup game, Jasper wins. Uh, blue team and yellow team versus Disney. Nina, Kimberly versus Jennifer at Disney. Uh, pick up grapes with chopsticks and put them in another bowl. Nina smashed it. Um, who from the blue team? Uh, blue team went to the showdown. Yellow team get passes and bring a friend. I still like every time I hear that it's like, yeah, give me the passes. And they had to knock over the cups with like this silly string. And the blue team won. Jeff in the audience loses, gets passes anyway. Uh, and they get passes to Disney and a CD player and a Nintendo 64. <laughs> so that's a that's like a that's a very good day at the office. And what about all about the young brother trying to play golf? Yeah, he was like miss. He only got. He did get two, and he did win his game in his defence. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Woods is the only brother playing golf, mate. You need to stay in your lane, young king. Golf ain't it. Then even Tiger Woods don't even want to be black anyway. So screw him. Yeah, and on that note, I guess we have to choose. Yeah, to be honest, this is probably one of my tougher, tougher. Um choices because i hate them both for different reasons <laughs> um i'm gonna tell you that i have changed my mind okay um see i like the prizes of off the wall but i like the englishness of to me to you um i really don't know actually i think i'm, I'm really struggling at the moment because i hadn't made my mind should up. i go because yeah. I've made my mind. In an unbelievable plot twist, I'm going to pick off the wall. <laughs> Despite making about as much notes as I could physically muster, I I can see the potential of this show. The yeah. rules, the concept, the whole playing people in the streets and someone in the audience and someone in the audience can end up being on the show. I get all of that. And yeah, the prizes were really cool. 
N64, portable TV, going to Disneyland, all of that. It's cool. Chuckle Bros, yeah, that show just aged horribly. The idea that they had booked Gary Glitter makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm picking off the wall because I ended up hating it less than to me to you. I think I'm going to go off the wall because of the prizes. Straightforward <laughs> prizes were cooler. Like, you lose, you get a trip to Disneyland, man. That's just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Might be the shortest episode in age in forever. I think, I think, I think we're about done. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. And, uh, again, I just wanted to say there were quite a couple of people who messaged me saying well done and, and whatnot. I just want to say thank you to those guys. Really, really appreciate it. And, yeah, keep on listening. It's available wherever you get your podcast from. Like I said before, YouTube is bugging out. So apparently they've left on the episode with all the music on it and taken down a random episode. So, yeah, bugging out. So it's available wherever you get your podcast from, whatever platform you choose to listen to. It's fine by me. You can find it on there. Give it a listen. Like, share, subscribe so that you can get more episodes. And uh, I'm sure we'll pick better shows than uh, we picked this week, even though I did enjoy the Krypton Factor very, very much. Um... On the socials, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash yesterday's capers. We're on Instagram on yesterday's capers one. We're on Twitter at yesterday capers. You can find me on Instagram at Abdullah underscore Molim. You can find me on Twitter at Abdullah Molim, all one word. Give me a holler, give me a shout, let me know what you think, and join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers. <laughs>